And at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM Firth. 93.7 The Ticket. You're listening to coverage of the NCAA Tournament live from Buffalo Wings and Rings at 68th and 0 on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. 93-7, a ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bakoven. I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Things are awfully interesting out here at March Mayhem, live from Buffalo Wings and Rings at 68th and 0. We're out here until 6 today, out here 11 to 6 tomorrow for our favorite days of the year, the best year, and our best few days in the sports calendar. Green beers today for St. Patrick's Day, uh, also giving away prizes at the top of every hour. Great food, beer, prizes, and sports talk, Buffalo Wings and Rings, 68th and 0. Very interesting stuff, Gonzaga, the one seed, Coming in on 11 minutes and 20 seconds to play, up 59 to 57 on Georgia State. So uh, a lot of people are holding their breath. I know that a lot of people have Gonzaga going a long ways, including myself. But my bracket's already ruined as the fans out here won't let me live it down. Iowa lost earlier today. Um, uh, so uh, we'll run down through those scores here in a second. Also want to pay off a, a little tease, I have, something I promised earlier. Georgia State. Uh, run was with R.J. Hunter, who the Celtics ended up drafting. Ron Hunter was the coach for that team. His father, I guess, he went off to Tulsa, so no longer or Tulane, excuse me, the Green Wave. Um, so uh, instead of sticking around with Georgia State, but they seem to have done well as they can compete with uh, the number one overall seed Gonzaga right now. Uh, very interesting stuff. Uh, also, if you're a big Teddy Allen fan, former Husker, his game set to tip off here in about oh, about 40 minutes as New Mexico State takes on Connecticut. Um, some other games that will be going on uh, soon after Creighton. Penn Creighton will be will be going on tonight. Six about 6:30 start for Creighton, San Diego State, Indiana, a Big Ten team will tip off at 6:20 against St. Mary's. Kentucky gets their game going at 6:10. So some of the, those are the kind of the next wave of games going on. Other than that, Gonzaga 62-58 lead over Georgia State. The only other game going on right now is North Carolina uh, just uh, waxing the floor with Marquette Ooh. 70 to 42 at this point uh, for Marquette. So Shaka Smart is uh, is still having trouble. Um, man was his run with VCU all those years ago special, um, but he's had trouble since then to get things going. Obviously at Texas and now at at Marquette. Uh, we got some stories to get to here in a second throughout the NFL. Um, so we'll, I guess we'll just dive into that here in a second. I did want to uh, circle back around to Mavdata, Matt Abdelmasi once again, Strick, for people uh, who weren't listening a little bit earlier, just to give your quick thoughts on Matt Abdelmasi in Nebraska now parting ways, the lead recruiter, lead assistant for Fred Hoiberg over the last several years uh, today announced to, to parting ways. Yeah, he's going to. Uh, they, well, the good thing is that they they agreed together to make that that decision. Um, we still don't know what's going to happen. If there's any more dominoes going to fall, if there's any other coaches, I thought maybe there would be at least two uh, minimum. 
but um, with the, you know, this could be the big one, being that he was the head of recruiting. Um, I, I think what is it comes down to the strategy's got to change, and that you've got to look at retention. You've got to look at how to keep guys on campus, how to minimize the transfer portal, just just being a, a thing that everybody just wants to do every year. Just want to jump in there and see what's out there. You want to be able to bring these kids in. You want to be able to make them to feel at home. You want to make them to feel welcome. You want to be able to put a system together that they feel good about. And you want to be able to play the game in a, in a means, in a, by, by a method that that provides W's and puts wins on the, on the, in, the in the win column. So um, hopefully he'll be able to change that strategy. And obviously Abdelmasi and the strategy that they put together, which is a transfer portal, just pulling everything in out of there is, is, is not working in this new system. Yeah, I know Nebraska was one of the lead teams as far as far as offering scholarships. So they were offering a lot of guys, and you know sometimes maybe seems like maybe dialing in on a few uh, might be the better opportunity moving in the future. I know you said as far as players go, you'd like to see them go out and get a rebounder, like a designated rebounder, not somebody teach to rebound, somebody that rebounds coming in next year. Uh, no, a beast, like yeah. a beast one though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as, uh, for that, and that makes sense for the team. How about for this position, for an assistant? Do you think that they should try to get somebody, as you were saying earlier, that maybe combines teaching on court and recruiting? Or is there anything specifically that you would say uh, you would like to fill the spot with? Obviously, there's too many candidates to say go out and get this guy. Um, but what are some of the qualities you would think of they should be looking for in their next uh, lead assistant coach? Yeah, I think they should. I think they should have versatility in being able to not only uh, provide. Um, teaching and, and something on the court as well, because that's a relationship that can breed uh, retention because it becomes like a transfer off of, you know, a handoff, so to speak, right? I get them here, I hand them off. Yes, I still communicate with them, but I'm on the road trying to find the next one. And so when you get that cycle going, the handoff sometimes is not as pure because the relationships aren't built from the ground up. It isn't built not only on the recruiting trail, but it's also built on the court. And so that's where you get kids that want to play for you. They're willing to go through walls for you. They're willing to do all the extra things like diving on the floor because it's all about what you've programmed into them and you've sold them. And now you're also applying it to them on the court. So it's not like a handoff transition uh, that goes on. So I, I think that makes the difference. And so looking for somebody that can do that um, is, I think would be a valuable tool to have on the team. Yeah, and we'll see how things move going forward. Obviously, uh, Fred Hoiberg and, and staff, given this, this extra year, is a big buyout. The buyout's brought down. Uh, I think that little run they made late gave a few people some belief and at least gave the, the program a little bit of a heartbeat in my mind. But, man, would it be special on these days to watch Nebraska in the tournament. Again, for, for a younger generation, that's only happened once uh, in their life or, you know, um, you know, as far as I can remember, it's been about once for me, me too. And that was an 11 seed. I, I think it's kind of funny. We look back at that tournament team and think how special it was. Um, it really shouldn't be that hard, I don't think, uh, to get a winner here at Nebraska. I know there's, it's, you're, you're kind of fighting upward as far as uh, history goes at times. But like you guys did in the 90s with Danny Nee, um, you know, you, you, you had a top 10 team. You had a, a program that was uh, right there. So it can be done at Nebraska. Now they have all the facilities involved. You know, you have a brand name as far as a head coach. Um, so let's hope they can get things turned around. And I, I think that they've, they've got some talent coming in that, that can give you some hope next year. But, man, 
I don't know if they're going to be raised, be raising the, the the prices of the season tickets this year. It's going to be a tough tough sell. I think yeah. if they do that. Yeah, I still think they need to. I still think in some form or fashion they need to incorporate uh, somebody that's uh, coaching or has a desire to coach or willing to coach, maybe to be player development or some form to be on the court. Yeah. Maybe not on the bench or whatever the case may be, or maybe not a top assistant. But somebody, I think they need to have some affiliation that's tied to the uh, to the to the old regimes that have had success, and bring somebody in there that that uh, understands what Nebraska is, has seen success there, can sell success there, can teach success there, and and uh, I think they still need to do something like that as well. I think that would bode well for them as well. And hopefully Casey Thompson talking a little bit of NIL opportunities as well might uh, perk some ears up across the nation on that uh, busting with the boys. Or You know, it's not something I don't think they can necessarily um, pitch all the time because it's not directly related to them. But at the same time, I'd be finding ways to uh, go ahead and slide some papers over that say, here's some NIL deals, guys that have been here before have gotten. Here's the opportunities that Nebraska is a front runner in those sort of opportunities, and that should help a little bit in recruiting moving forward. I was going to ask you this, too. Um, it might be a little bit fake it till you make it type of thing, but when I look at, uh, at, at Cameron Indoor Stadium and I see all the banners and, and the retired jerseys and, you know, you do the same thing at Fog Island Fieldhouse, all these great uh, college basketball venues, do you think Nebraska should, even though they, they don't have um, the most decorated history, do you think they should include a few more banners? of maybe first team all first team all conference type of guys or you know just you know give give a little more back to the guys that have built it to this point um just to to make it look a little bit more like a basketball school because they right now they my friend just kind of pointed out to me there's just not a whole lot of banners of course you have the three four retired jerseys maybe now at this point i believe um and a few banners i think tyron lou was the last one i think yeah uh, which, I, in my mind, took way too long to get that done. It seemed like they, they did that after uh, he won the, ter- the championship as a coach. I thought his, his playing days probably deserved that to begin with. Um, and I don't know about retiring everybody's jersey left and right, but I, I just think it could help out a little bit to, to kind of pay homage to those guys. Like maybe, you know, a Vincent Hamilton, a Big 12 player of the year. I know his team didn't have the most success, but what more do you want out of a guy? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, that that should be something to be looked at, um, you know, or even put the information. I, I don't know how they do it there, so I can't speak on it. But, you know, maybe put some of the, 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 the Hall of Famers on, on a certain wall out there, similar to like what they do in different football stadiums or whatever. They oh, yeah. put them around so that people, you know, have, have some, some semblance as to their, there's been guys here that have done well and, you know, I, I think yeah. they probably have it in a um, in a you know cabinet somewhere uh, yeah. in the stadium. I don't I don't know, but I can't. Well, and, and, and maybe that's a downturn to turning to a Pinnacle Bank Arena, uh, you know, a shared venue with you know that has concerts and all that stuff. And I know Bob Devaney had that too, but that was very a cool part for Bob Devaney. I thought you know remembering on those days is they did have the the trophies up and the in the Wall of Fame and the history that you could walk through and. There's just not a spot like that really too much at Pinnacle Bank Arena. And, again, maybe it's because there's concerts and all these other things, and, and Nebraska's just kind of one of the pieces to the puzzles there. Um, but I think that that could be something very cool, at least, you know, and maybe that's a small thing, but at least for Nebraska basketball fans, I really appreciated that at Bob Devaney. Absolutely. I thought Bob Devaney was one of the best to do it. <laughs> it is good to be able to play in his, um, in his uh, arena. 
and it was also good to meet him. I was I was grateful before he you know passed that I was able to meet him because he, he truly was a legend in Nebraska, and and so it was it was always good to anything that he had associated with the university was phenomenal to be be around. And he's one of the reasons probably why I loved and watched and, and had an affinity for it. He's one of the reasons also with Tom Osborne and some of the others. Was Bill Byrne AD by the time you came around? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I figured yeah, it would be Bill a little Byrne. bit too late. But he was still, Bob Devaney was still around long enough for you to meet him. That's pretty cool. Um, off the text line, we obviously always uh, want you guys to text in 402 464 5685. Somebody disagrees with me, say we don't need any more banners for, uh, for the accomplishments. Uh, he sees them more as uh, participation ribbons. Uh, but uh, to me, I, I, I just think it would look, I like I liked it to dive a little bit more into the history. I'd like to see. Uh, that, uh, wait, I, like I have a question a about that. Petition, participation, wait, petition, participation ribbons? Huh? What, what does yeah. that mean? Well, I think he's, you know, there's a, a general complaint out there about everybody. These days, everybody gets a participation trophy instead of, you know, it, you have to earn first, second, or third place or whatever to get your medal. Everybody gets a participation trophy to help, you know, the okay. younger generation feel better about themselves. I'm, I'm sure that's what he's pointing out to. Okay. Um, but I guess he's he would like to see, you know, championships hung up there for banners. I just don't know. I kind of like... And I, I don't mind that idea, I suppose, but I also kind of like um, paying homage to, to what's been there in the past. And, and again, you know, maybe Vincent Hamilton didn't win, uh, you know, win anything as far as team goals. But as a Big 12 player of the year, I think that would be pretty cool. You know, even your first team all-conference type of guys, you, you play homage to them. I mean, that's that's quite a, a goal, you know, an impression itself. You know, maybe James Palmer Jr., Tran Petaway, those type of guys lately. Uh, I've been kind of dancing around it as well, Strick. You, you might be one that I would put up there. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think that there's enough names that at least Nebraska fans could reminisce on that it, it would make it look a little bit better. I'm not talking about, um, you know, if you look at, at TD Garden there in Boston where they retire every jersey one through. 33 basically up to you know everybody's that's worn a jersey gets it retired and those are well earned i'm not that's because they have the history there of championships and and guys with retired jerseys um i'm just saying maybe a few more wouldn't hurt um because it just seems to 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 be lacking a little bit there and and i guess i just don't know if there's that much of a difference from some of the guys that have had it retired than some of the guys that haven't um considering the overall I guess from what he's saying, you know, participation trophy type of thing, whereas, you know, the program hasn't maybe gotten to that level. Um, but, you know, we seem to be very picky about how we choose. Like I said, Tron Lou, it took forever to retire that jersey. Uh, and, again, it took him to be, you know, get some um, prestige in the coaching world until it seemed to be considered too heavily. So, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's kind of funny. I, I don't I, even know it, how to it, answer it just, that, but. I mean, I, I can yeah. understand his point, so so to speak, as well. I mean, I'm yeah. not I'm not one for participation trophies. I'm one for winning. So you know, I understand his point. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I just wanted to make sure I understood what he was saying. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I don't, I don't, I don't think that that's necessarily in the cards, but uh, just an idea of, of myself that I thought might uh, might be interesting to bring up here on the block. Uh, let's update you guys on the scores real quick. Uh, Gonzaga has now put the, some space between them and Georgia State as of right now, seventy-two to fifty-eight. They're on top uh, about seven minutes ago in the second half. There, um, as uh, as I was saying, North Carolina, the Tar Heels, uh, with a big lead over Marquette. 83 to 53. So I guess the only question there is how many points are they going to score? Um, 
for, for what it's worth, in these games, uh, some guys have popped up. Drew Timmy uh, has 28 points and 13 rebounds for Gonzaga. And Brady Manick, the Oklahoma transfer, 28 points, 9 rebounds for the Tar Heels. So some guys starting to show out there in the tournament as well. We're live at uh, Buffalo Wings and Rings at 68th and 0. We'll be out here until 6. We'll be out here all day again tomorrow, 11 to 6. So come watch all the games with us today and tomorrow. Uh, green beers today for St. Patrick's Day. We're also giving out prizes at the top of every hour. No purchase necessary. Anyone who stops by will get a raffle ticket whenever they sit down. Of course, there's great food and beer out here. So uh, come party with us as we dance, as we all dance in March here uh, with our March Mayhem event out here at Buffalo Wings and Rings. Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we will jump into the NFL talk. I've been teasing it for a while, but I get sidetracked by some Oscar stuff once in a while. We'll get into the awkward situation that is the Cleveland Browns. I'm not sure who their quarterback is going to be. I don't even know if they have a plan at this point because they seem to have upset their starting quarterback in Baker Mayfield. He asked for a trade. They're saying no. They're out of the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. We'll break it all down next year on the block on 93.7 The Ticket live from from uh, Buffalo Wings and Rings at 68th and 0. You're listening to coverage of the NCAA Tournament live from Buffalo Wings and Rings at 68th and 0 on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.